Thirtieth episode of Happy Birthday. <laughs> Can I have a word? There we go. You think after thirty episodes you'd know the name? Oh Jesus! Should we start again? No, no, <laughs> right. no. It's fine. They fine. know. They know. Right. They, they know we're hopeless. Well, uh, I'm hopeless, and and you're even more hopeless, and together we are hopeless and hopeless. And even more hopeless. Uh, or hopeless, hopeless, and even more hopeless. Yes, there's, there's three of us now. Actually, there's no guests today. It's just us no. rambling on. Um, to explain to those who don't know, I'm Harry. I'm Phil, and welcome to. Can I have a word? We said that already. I, well, yeah, I know, but I was just trying to make it smoother. Uh, and this is the podcast where me and Harry here we ramble on about a subject. We're given a random word. Um, and that we genuinely haven't got a clue what it is until I press, or until Harry presses, the random word generator button, or like it's an app on my phone. And it gives us a word, and that is our starting point. And we yes. just talk about, and that just leads us to subjects unknown uh, for about 30 to 40 minutes-ish, which is just enough time for a commute, I believe. Not that a I... What? A commute. A what? A commute. It's... It's a milk-making mammal that can't speak. A cow mute. Yes, I saw that. Yay. <laughs> anyway, should we press the Shall button? we carry on? I think, I, I think we're... Boop. And the button, we all just jump in. Ice. Ice, ice, baby. I was going to say the first... Down, 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 down. Pressure. Hang on, wait, wait, you've got... Yeah, see now, this is the thing. Right, okay, so there's stuff we could talk about here. Although that Ice Ice Baby by Mr. Ice, Mr. Vanilla, Vanilla Ice, um, is, is quite a few years old now. I remember when it was new. Um, but the fact is, it's, it seems to have retained its cultural collateral, he says, trying to sound clever. Cultural, cultural collateral? Value. Right, so it is. It is a a thing of substance. You you are aware of it in that sort of ironic way. Mm -hmm. I would I would like to point out it's always been that way. That song has always been dreadful. Uh, nobody liked Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby, uh, even in whenever it came out. What nineteen ninety or something? Even if it uses the best bass riff ever. Well, that's the thing. Is this is what I wanted to talk about? It. Uh, it is one of the early examples of... Samples. Uh, well, yeah, sampling, but not just a little bit of sampling. I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, I'm, I'm not saying uh, sampling didn't exist. I, I'm not saying it by any means that Vanilla Ice invented sampling. What I'm talking about is the fact... Mama say, mama say, mama kusa. Mama say, mama say, mama kusa. Mama say, mama say, mama kusa. That's a sample. Uh, is it? What is, what is it a sample It's a of? sample from uh, um, uh, a song from an African group, I believe. Right. And Michael Jackson went, ooh, I like that. And he went, mama say, mama say, mama kusa. And he didn't ask them. Oh. And they were like, 
But it's sour, so... And you went, nope. Fair enough. Because <laughs> no. I'm more successful, so well, now it's mine. Well, this is the thing, is that there will be many people who think that... And then Rihanna took it in one of her songs. Did she now? I'm singing myself. Now, is she that. referencing the Michael Jackson thing, or is she referencing the original? I am That's... pretty sure she's uh, referencing the uh, Michael Jackson well, exa- Exactly. Thing. So now That's we get... All, yeah. This is what we're talking about, is postmodernism, in case anyone's interested. And then I don't know if she. I think she had to pay money to Michael Jackson and not, and not the African the people. African people, because I think he bought it from them or something. The 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 right. The so they couldn't. Com- oh right, to claim it as his as his well, own. Well, as in they weren't like, hey, that's our song, and you went, I'll buy it for, and you're like, I don't oh, think it's right. like that. If it would been, I'll buy it like that. Small. <laughs> that's how he talks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Bruno Mars just shamone in his latest, latest uh, um, yes. song. But that's the thing about Bruno Mars. Of course, he is very much referencing all the eighties oh, yes. vibe. Oh yes, it's very Prince, very Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson. Yeah, especially Michael Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say it's. It's. I, I would say he leans towards closer to the, the Michael Jackson yeah, kind, yeah. Of, but eighties Michael Jackson. Dare mm. I say it? Well, there's two ways of saying this. When Michael Jackson... Bad Michael Jackson. Oh, no, no, no. I'd say good... Well, yeah, good Michael but, Jackson. But, yeah, but good... As bad. opposed to bad, yeah. No, but bad, bad as in bad... Bad. bad. Yes. Bad. As in the period bad, not as in Michael Jackson being, being bad. Being Everybody dreadful. understood. Yeah, no, I get that. But I'm going to say he's actually pre-bad. Mm-hmm. I, by that, I don't mean he well, was... Uh, yeah, I would say about that 1983... What's it called? Off the Wall era. Mm. Now, this is... Where I don't mind Michael Jackson. Love of the Wall, Love Thriller. It's like the best albums ever. It's just so good. There is something about music in the early 80s, 83, 84, that it is astonishingly good. And, and <gasps> Prince in 83, 84 is just... Uh, yeah. What is it? Purple Rain time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 1999 oh. and Purple Rain, I'd like to point out. Ugh. It's just superb. It's just, uh, the uh, best. If you haven't heard Purple Rain in 1999, what the heck are you doing with your life? Absolutely. Well, Purple Rain is a you phenomenal You haven't lived album. until you haven't listened to Purple Rain, until the you haven't, album. Yes. Um, although the film is also good. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, people think of uh, pop stars being in movies as, as a bad idea. And... It no. is a good film. I don't care. It is fun. It's it is dark. Bit. It's a bit sweary for a, you know, for a pop star. Yeah. But then if you think about it, Prince was always a little bit, should we say, pushing the boundaries of what was commonly acceptable in a mainstream artist. Well, it's because of him we have parental adversary. It on, is true. On, um, it's, on, it's on Darling Nikki, yeah. which is the first one, uh, which we won't elaborate no. the lyrics of. But, Go uh, and listen to Darling Nikki. Yeah. Uh, and it's very good, uh, but yeah, it was it was um, that was the first song, first single to ever have that. Um, but that's because it. But then up to that point, he'd always been pushing the boundaries of of, of should we say decency? Hmm. I mean, there are. Well, songs... he pushed a lot of boundaries in general. I mean, music wise, yeah. it was most of the time because later in his uh, there was a point when he wasn't. But most of the time, it was. You're talking about nineties Prince. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would the say pop phase is a bit. The, it's a acquired taste. Yeah, the early nineties Prince is it like Diamonds and Pearls era. Diamonds and Pearls. I would say that he was kind of cruising. 
by that I don't mean in the mm. uh, in the in the 80s term for no. Anyway, uh, don't don't worry, it's good that phase. Google it. Um, but by that I mean he was. I think he was not worrying about pushing boundaries quite so much. Mm. I mean, yeah, he was, he just, was yeah, relaxing in, a bit. In the, in the vibe. Quality. Yeah, um, and I don't think he uh, and until he was free of his contract with Warner. Mm. Um, which is another thing when he had slave written on his face and changed his name to a the symbol. Well, no, that wasn't his name either. Known as his his name was an unpronounceable symbol. So you'd say hi, and I'm demonstrating it visually. But I mean, it, it, you hi symbol exactly. Yeah, but it, it, somebody asked him how is it pronounced, and he says, in his head, the artist formerly well, known as Prince. That's that's the only way that you could describe him. Would be to, to, but I don't think he came up with that either. That's a wonderful symbol. Can we talk about that symbol for two seconds? Oh yes, yes, go it's on. It's the combination of the female and the male symbol. Yes. And then you also have some sort of trumpet movement happening. Do you? Well, it's yeah, just like a combination. the swirly thing and like the little boop boop. It's going like it, it looks a bit like a trumpet. It's a circle with a pointy down arrow with a cross in it. Which is literally... And the little trumpet thingy. There is no trumpet thingy, I promise. Yes, yeah, the trumpet thingy. Oh, he's a prince lover and he doesn't even know the trumpet thingy. Is it on this? No, he won't. Is it too early for it? Um, it no, there, look. They, we're am, now I'm, looking at the Silent of the Times massive great box thing. Here, trumpet thingy. Oh, oh, it's an elaboration of the bit that goes across. Yes, a kind of curl. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of it as a trumpet. Because, like, there's the the arrow, pointed arrow yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, Then the cross here. Yeah. And then the trumpet thingy. Yeah, that's kind of a... Cur- everybody yeah. knows what I'm talking about, and everybody knows I'm right. There's I, a trumpet thingy. I never thought of it as a trumpet thingy. But, yes, I see what you're talking about trumpet now. Trumpet moment happening. Yeah, but I think it's just to suggest, perhaps, um, something new, uh, something original. I don't know. But it's definitely a combination of, 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 of uh, a blending of gender dare I say, a disregard for the rules of gender. And who wasn't blending, who was blending gender if not Prince? Well, I see, this is the... The amount of high heels, yep. sequins, yep. Uh, um, um, Wearing... shiny, uh, I mean, teeny go... tiny string, like, yeah. thongs, going... boas, and, 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 and get... sparkle, and makeup, and long coats, it looks like a parrot half of the time. <laughs> Uh, the the tool the like the shabam he was just wow yeah see now this is the thing we're talking about early eighties prints back again nineteen eighty two nineteen eighty one that kind of era even later it was always shabam oh yes I get that but what I'm saying is in that particular era uh, the album I think is called Dirty Mind and the album before that as well which was I think was Prince he says trying to work my way through the Prince albums yes it is um, and he would wear should we say lingerie? No, as in sto- or stockings and suspenders at the very least, and then a big dirty Mac, and that is in the videos. So it's not like it's he did it in private use. And always th- very and tight. high heels, yeah. Always very close to the body. Always sexy. Always ah, uh, it's but, something. But what he never did. I mean, this is the thing people would question. Oh, what is he? I mean, lyrically, in one of his songs, is he straight or is he gay? And I think Prince, if anybody was about as straight as you could get. It was Prince. 
But what he didn't do was obey the social rules of what you should and shouldn't wear and what you want to do. He, he would do whatever he wanted to do. Yep. But most importantly, he wanted to do it to a woman. There is, I don't think yeah. there's any doubt about this. You ask, like, any women who were around in Hollywood in the 1980s, they, you know, <laughs> he got through a fair number. Uh, <laughs> and, and famous people at that. And I mean, um, fair enough. Who would say no to well, that little baby doe face? <laughs> those little big eyes and this little thin face and he's funny and well, all that stuff. That actually reminds me. Uh, it's the thing that people say about um, Prince is that they, they equate some of the aspects of Michael Jackson. And they assume that, like Michael Jackson, because he was a, you know, a highly successful music artist and he didn't obey social rules, that he was a bit weird and, you know, peculiar. Well, it's a, it's but, a bit peculiar in interviews. Have you listened no, but to that's interview? What he's doing is he's being... It's a character. It's a character. He would deliberately he just wind everybody up. Peculiar. It's a bit like... I'm going to take a whole five seconds before answering your question and during that time I'm just going to look at you straight in the eyes and just kind of like... <laughs> that doesn't work on radio. Yeah, well, imagine I'm fixing some sort of imaginary camera. And it's just... And you go, yes, Prince. It's... Go on, let's... Yep, let's answer. Yep, question. Yep, I, it's your, your go. Go, Prince. This is the thing, is that... Yeah, I know, this, this staring bit, <laughs> the staring bit does still not work on radio. So what I'm trying to say is this idea that Prince wants to do whatever he wants to do, but I think if he's tr if he wants to wind you up, because he's a funny guy. Oh, yes, it, he it, is. Really and funny. I think that when he does things that are, in quotes, peculiar, that you might go, what he's actually doing is he's p p being a joke. He's doing it for, for comedy purpose. Yes. And, and to see what he can get away with and all that sort of stuff. He isn't mentally weird. No, I mean, he's I just an ordinary so. guy with a big sense of humour. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's just... Yeah, but it comes out as a bit peculiar because he says stuff sometimes that are a bit outrageous or a bit weird-ish, but it's just kind of... The whole, like, like... Attitude about interviews in general is very quiet. Yeah. I mean, in his songs, he's like outrageous, he's yeah. a bit sweary, he's a bit like, um, you know, pushing boundaries of what is acceptable to say on a record or not, very yeah. sexual. Yeah. And then you got like him being like all like, like a little like, all like shy and not saying a lot and very very quiet and very calm and yeah. taking time to answer a question and at the time at the same time being hilarious yeah but also having a ego the size of saturn yeah but then know. to be fair to him the guy is talented i would like to point out we're referring to him in the present tense by the way i've just noticed yes yeah um i've Quite said rightly i see i've said this before about people who are no longer with us, as long as their art forms exist, as long as we can still listen to music by Prince and we can still watch videos with Prince in, he's still around. Yeah. So... And as long as there's one person to remember him, it will be around. Yeah. I think that's that's the thing. As long as there's someone in the world to remember, it yeah, they're here. But, I mean, they, certain people leave... A, a mark 
and Prince has obviously got all his materials. So if you see, a, a, you know, a, a, a film and you go, oh, yeah, that, uh, he, he's great in that film, you don't go, he was great in that film. No, he is. He is good. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I, just, that, I just think grammatically it works because the, 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 the film remains, the, the music remains. Mm. I am a Prince fan. I wasn't. I, I'm not was a Prince fan, if that makes any sense. I, I didn't used to be a Prince fan and now I'm not, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, also, it doesn't help that Prince is still releasing music despite being dead however many years he's been dead. 2016. Yes. So this is the fifth anniversary. Crikey. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Um, <laughs> That's but my favourite joke, and it's not it's not that funny, but I yeah, know. that's fine. You carry on with it. Um, so yeah, five years, um, and and it's April. It is uh, April twenty first. No, I don't know. You would know. I, should, I, I can't remember. I remember that when that happened, I genuinely thought somebody was winding me up. I I thought no. What are you talking about? It's a lie. It's not true. I wasn't in, into Prince when he died, so I it kind of like flew over my head. But in twenty sixteen, uh, a lot of people died in twenty sixteen. Isn't it the same year that Alan Rickman and David Bowie died? Uh, yes, and 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 George Michael got in there right at the last minute. George Michael of Wham, George Michael, George Michael. He's dead. Sorry to break that to you, rather oh, bluntly. I didn't realise that you didn't know. Oh, I yes, I didn't he, know. he 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 managed to sneak one in at the last second in December uh, that Christmas. Aww. Uh Just you know, he wasn't quite as cutting edge as everybody else. He was a bit behind the times. Bowie first, then Prince. That's the right order. Um, I didn't recommend at some point. Yeah, but anyway, yes, it was twenty first of April. Yeah. Um, but that when when Prince died, I was genuinely gutted for days. Yeah, no, I can understand. I had the same thing with Bowie, because, of course, yeah, I was well, Prince at the time. But, yeah, Bowie, yeah. Well, I, that was the other thing as well. I, I When Bowie died, I wasn't that gutted. Yeah, yeah. You, you're showing me Alan Rickman, 2016. Yeah, Alan Rickman was January 2016. I think uh, Christopher Lee also left us um, in 2016. Okay, I mean, 2016 was a rough year, but maybe they knew what was coming up, I don't know, maybe they didn't want to go with the whole uh, lockdown thing, and they just thought, let's get out now while the going's good. Uh, Christopher Lee, 2015. So, anyway, let's let's not worry about looking up dead people. Um, what I'm trying to say is that, when anyway, uh, when people die, celebrities die, that you've never met, you can still feel emotional grief oh yeah oh, and yeah. and people go but you never knew them and i'm just thinking yes but you they they did fulfill a function in your life mm. you know no longer will you ever be able, well this is the thing is that no longer will you ever be able to get a new prince album yeah well this is prince so you know he's got loads of stuff he's got a new no, we're album good, we're good for 50 years yeah well the vault you see but he's got a vault uh full of stuff I mean, they they're coming out in July. He's got a brand new album out, which he a complete album. He was he did it all in twenty ten, I think it is. Uh, prior to the album called twenty ten, uh, he did another album which is not called twenty ten, and it was. Um, but for reasons I don't know, he didn't release it. But that was just Prince. He would just 
Turn you can out. make something and then get bored of it and chuck it in the vault. And then start on with something else. I quite like to be able to have that freedom of being creative. But, I mean, you kept it. I've always told you, if you make some art that you don't like, mm. if anybody creates anything, if you write a story you don't like or you play a piece of music, don't don't just bin it. Because you might want to re- go through your notes, pre- you know, and go, yeah, oh, you know what, I know what, it. rearrange it. I mean, Prince, uh, going back to Prince, he would redo his own songs later on. And some songs took years and years and years of development before you, you know, the version that we know um, came out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're working our way through these box sets that they have, the, the Prince, uh, what are they called, extended, like that Star in the Times one. And they've got what the, this extracts from the vault, and they will have very very early demo versions of songs that he didn't release for about ten years, mm. and it's so different. Well, sometimes in the middle of a, a vault song, you have a little bit of a song that actually came out, like a riff or something. Yeah, like a little like five to ten seconds piece of music that ended up being in another song in the end that actually came out. Yeah, so... It's interesting, I think, to see that. I, I think what he's doing there is he's just expressing himself or using his creativity and then just archiving it, going, you know what, I'll, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to use it for. There may be something... But it, no creativity is rubbish hmm. in the sense of, you know, you bin things. But no, keep it all. Try and find a way. I mean, I know I say it with your stuff because you even things you don't like, you can reflect on and go, what is it that I don't like about this thing? Yeah. And I, I, I can revise it and come up with some new version of it that is closer to what I think now. Um, I mean, I worked on a film for 20 years. 20 years. It's called A Walk in the Park. It's not very good. <laughs> but... It's very absurd. Absurd is not really the word I'd it's like. Just, well, it's just because it's, uh, in a way... An, uh, abstract is probably... Abstract, bit... thank you very much. Absurd. No, not absurd, abstract. <laughs> Oh, it, you know, it needs a bit of clarification here well, and there. Yeah, it's just uh, when you don't know where you're going. When, when as a person that is just watching the movie that doesn't have any context, you're watching the movie. You go, um, uh, okay. Um, question: Why? Just why? Yeah. Because you have no idea what's happening. I at least I didn't. Well, when I made it, I had ideas of things I wanted to show, but, um, and originally it was even more abstract, but I tried to make it have a little bit of focus so there was at least a through line. Mm. Whereas, basically, essentially, there's a bunch of people that go to a park and then they go home. And you follow them and then you have a little bit of a flashback for most cases, so you get to know what they're like. And that's the whole movie. Yeah, but in terms they, of narrative, they represent something. That's right. They're different kinds. They're different types of characters, and until the credits, yeah, you have no idea what's happening, and then you get to the credits and you're like, oh, so they represent a concept. Yeah. Okay. So what I might do, and as as the film is still, I would say I'm not hundred percent happy with it. I might well add in the things because feedback from people can help develop art. I mean, oh, yeah. you've got your art that you do. Mm. And you'll say, oh, is it, you know, I think you'll think it's done and you'll you'll want feedback from me. And I'm actually quite a useful 
Oh yeah, then the yeah, it happens a lot that I go, what do you think? And go, there's a problem. Yeah. And most of the time you don't know where's the problem, but the way you tell me stuff, I know where you're going. As in like, oh, it's too, I don't know, it's too blurry or it's too bland or it's too, it's not enough or it's too much or, and I know exactly what you mean and I will... Like adjust it, adjust it, and you go, yep, exactly. So what I'm saying is, when you're creating something, I would strongly recommend finding a, a a someone you can bounce it off of before you consider it done. Just the final revision. Yeah, as as an artist, for anything really, you need to take some distance, distance yes. yourself from it. Look at it from afar, as in, if it's a piece of music you're working on or a novel or something, put it aside for like a, a day or two yeah. and come back to it. And it's the same as an artist. If you think you're stuck somewhere as an artist, a, a painter or something like that, um, if you're looking at a picture, you don't know what's missing, you don't know what's wrong, go away from it, hide it for a couple of days, leave it alone, come back to it. And most of the time, it's you have a new vision because you have lived through two entire days or mm. even more to be able to distance yourself from it. And because if you, when you're stuck on a thing and you focus too much on one specific thing, everything becomes a bit blurry and you don't have enough, well, uh, you don't have enough, uh, yeah, distance from it. And, and you'll get, you, you can stop seeing the details and seeing what's wrong with it, because you're so used to seeing the same thing over and over mm. and over and over, that you lose um, nuance. That I would say also, you can, I mean, this doesn't, I mean... Doesn't and also, yeah, as you said, bring other people into bring it. Bring other people in, but also, I would say, talk to people about what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. And force yourself to explain your art. Yeah. Because it... Unblocks. It, it can unblock things i can um there, there's a famous adage well i don't know if it's famous but it's it's um if you can't explain a story in one sentence you don't understand the story mm. and sometimes people can go when they explain oh i've got this idea for a thing and this happens this happens this happens and i've got all these characters and this is what they do and all. none of that actually matters no that's all the detail what is it that you're trying to do with your thing mm. and and it, 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 like you say, look at it from a distance. Mm. If you step back from it and, and boil it down, absolutely condense it to the absolute essentials, and it, it's rarely about the detail, it's over, about the overall picture. So if you're trying to express... I mean, you've often said about your art is about expressing and, and showing diversity of, you know... Yeah. So if your image that you've done doesn't demonstrate diversity very clearly or... It, you know, it doesn't highlight those aspects. Then perhaps that's what's lacking. If it doesn't, if 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 your art, shall we say, the proportions are slightly out, so therefore, the thing you're trying to represent positively looks a bit not positive. Mm. Then I would say that that's further from what you're trying to achieve. Mm. But if you can keep one eye on your original goal of, of, of whatever the mm. core of it is. And sometimes you don't know what the core of the thing is. And talking about it, talking to people, particularly someone who's, you know, who will challenge you and question it, 
just to try to get to what it is you're trying to do. It's, it's that famous thing about, you know, the little kids go, why? 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 Just keep asking yourself why. What is it that you're, that is the reason that you've come up with this thing? I mean, I, I think of terms, I, I, I create stories, mm-hmm. I try to anyway, um, but what is it that that story is trying to tell? If you don't know what it's trying to tell, then I would say that there's a fundamental flaw. And yes, I know this contradicts what I said before about post-structuralism in more than one episode in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are two ways, from an artist's perspective, when you're creating a thing, I think it's important to have some form of vision, something that you are trying to achieve and, and do. Mm. However, whatever that is, once you've done it, the end result of it, what people take from it, is entirely up to them. Yeah. So there's two processes going on. You've got one is the person making the thing and the other person receiving the thing. And to be, you need to be... If, if, if you spent ages trying to... I mean, for instance, if someone looked at your art and took away the complete wrong message and said, oh, yes, that I, clearly that makes all people who... Uh, uh, who have not got the acceptable social standards look horrendous, and I think instead we should make sure that anybody who isn't—I don't know—and and you and they—they they literally take the ro- the opposite message. Mm. Is that a valid view of your art? Have they got it wrong, or is it just that's what they take from no, it? No, it's just what they take from it. But yeah. I think that if, as an artist, you pour like if you always keep the message you're trying to make come across yeah uh if you always keep it in your head and if you it, it will come out of your art yes. naturally so most people will understand what you the exact meaning that you gave it it doesn't need to be exactly the meaning you gave it because in the end they will take it like because they have different experience or culture or culture or anything they will um, maybe slightly change the meaning of it for themselves because, again, they have different lives. But if, as an artist, if you believe enough in your meaning that you're trying to put into your art, and if you always keep it in mind, it will come out of the piece by itself. It, it can and do. It can do most of the time, I believe. But uh, yeah. I, it, I, it comes out of the piece of art by itself and you don't have to explain it. And... Most of the time, people will follow the same route as you in the meaning of the piece. Yes, there will always be other people that completely go somewhere else than you were uh, thinking they would. But most of the time, I feel like they understand. So I would say that if the message isn't coming through that you want, that you just say that most of the time it will come through, don't assume that it will do, though, because no. it's possible that you've made a mistake. As in... If I didn't include those credits in those in 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 a walk in the park, you didn't understand what I'm getting at. No. So, although I think it's really obvious, but that's because I'm really mega close to it. It is important to be able to show somebody and say, "Look, this is what I'm trying to do." And if someone else doesn't get it, feel that don't feel obliged to, but do take on board your audience that you that the, the people you are trying to communicate your message to. Yeah. It, um, if they're not getting it, do d- don't be frightened to revise 
That's what I'm trying to say. Not quite, because there was a thing like that with um. Oh, I can't remember the name, but basically, when they were making um. <sighs> what will become uh? What is it? Empire's New Groove. Oh, you're talking about that. Uh, yes. They were doing the Empire of the Sun. That was what became. Is it Emperor? the Emperor? No, not Empire of the Sun. That's the movie I was getting. No. no, the Empire of the Sun. Is that what it was called? Or the Kingdom of the Sun? Kingdom of the Sun, I think. Empire of the Sun. Em- I can't remember. Empire One of the of Sun the... is a J.G. Ballard thing in the Second World War. Well, the Kingdom of the Sun then. I can't yeah. remember. But... but that one, yes. Yeah. With and... the Phil Collins. Phil Collins? No, Sting. Sting. Anyway, uh, so before it became uh, Empire's, uh, uh, Emperor's New Groove, it was a complete different movie... That was very artistic and very beautiful, and it had a nice and it wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of comedy, and it was more like very like culture oriented and like very like um yeah. It was very representing of uh, the um, South American cultures and stuff like that. Um, and the main character was called. <sighs> Give me a second. He was called Menko, uh, M-A-N-C-O. Okay. But they changed it because I think that in Japanese it's slang for vagina or something like uh, that. Yes, I can like, imagine. So yeah, so let's imagine that they had continued with Menko. The impact on the Japanese. <laughs> See, this, people would have been completely different. Uh, you say that, though. Is it not possible to change the character's name for different markets? Because that's not unheard of. Oh, yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot. I mean, you have uh, French versions of movies, as in you'll have, like, the Disney's uh, are there. And yeah. Fr- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I swear some of them have changed their names. Oh, I can't remember now. Give me a sec. Uh, I mean, obviously, Tintin, we've mentioned before, they're yeah. having different names. Uh, I mean... Snowy and Milu. Yeah, exactly, but... Uh, uh, what, um, what's it, Calculus? Yeah, Professor, Professor Calculus. Calculus, yes, exactly. It's, uh, in French, is uh, Tournesol, which is Sunflower. Yeah, um, I, but you also have other names, I think, for other Disney characters, but I can't remember any of them. Oh, the I head. cannot remember right But now. what I'm saying is this idea of adapting a, a, a piece of art, and I'm being generous with saying, no, 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 what, okay, a creative product when I say piece of art that's what I mean Baggins Frodo Baggins is not called Frodo Baggins in French go on he's called Frodon Frodon Sake ah you see what they did there because it's a bag in Baggins it's a bag in it's a little bag kind of thing yeah and so Sake is kind of like a sack is a bag ish so they they literally translated the thing and also it's not Frodo because it's weird for a French person to say Frodo. Frodo. It's weird. Okay. So they went, they Frodo. added a little N at the end of Frodo. Frodo. Um, do they do that with, I don't know, Harry Potter books? Because, uh, am I right? Not really. I, I'm just thinking of some of the names of the characters. Ooh. Uh, Go on. Severus Snape. Yep. Is not called Severus Snape. There we go. It's called uh, Severus Rogue. Rug? Rog. R-O-J... Uh, R-O-G-U-E. A rogue? 
Mm. Oh, actually, that's Rogue. He's quite a kind of sexy name. Hello, I'm Severus Rogue. How do you do? Uh, I don't know what he's called, Severus Rogue, in, in French, but Snape in English. I, I, I don't know. But, I, but what I'm saying is that things can change depending on your market. Mm. And I think that that's an important thing to take into consideration. When you are creating a piece of art, you need to be aware of your audience. Mm. I know that people go, oh, no, I'm just going to make my thing and, and, and my audience will arrive. I don't dispute that that is the thing. I mean, uh, David Lynch uh, and Prince and, you know, pure art people who just make stuff that, that are purely theirs, that's fine if you've got the luxury of nobody wanting to understand it. Mm. But if you want to try to develop some... I mean, we, I, I'm going to go this podcast... Again, we'd like talking about this podcast in this podcast, yes. very meta again. But we, when we planned this thing, we and we still haven't done any research on what makes a good podcast. No. We, I mean, we just want to do this thing and we will hope that people listen to it and they like it. And so, um, if you do like it, by the way, please do tell everybody uh, and share and you know, whatever it is, uh, subscribe and all the things that people do with the with the podcasts. Um, I will do all that stuff at the end. Uh, so yeah, I'm just saying that we don't plan, we don't we don't try to construct something for a specific audience. But that said, we need to be aware of what our audience and what your audience and what, whenever you're making a thing, the audience is going to be able to cope with. So it, it doesn't mean you have to work, construct something. I mean, you do get things that are entirely constructed with an audience in mind. I'm thinking of manufactured boy bands are designed purely for teenage girls. Uh, I mean, I, gender schmender, what I'm just saying is that the whole, that, that is what they're designed yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. And I think that lacks sort of a, an artistic truth. Yeah. So there is a should we say that there's a spectrum should we say but there's a there's a there's a line between absolute manufactured designed for a specific audience an absolute niche in order to uh maximize profits and then there is going your absolute own way at the other end uh which nobody understands and that's entirely self-indulgent mm. i would say try to aim somewhere in the middle ish yeah. where you're aware of what your audience is doing and then you are actively choosing to either engage with that or not and i think listening to feedback adjusting if you think it will help but don't go against your core principles of what you think the thing the show should be about for example on this show we had people say hey you should plan what subjects are coming up yeah and and absolutely not Never. No, 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 no. That is absolutely... that's not the point of the show. We absolutely... I don't care if we get less viewers, listeners, whatever. Uh, the core of the, the absolutely unmovable thing is that it is totally random, the subjects that we get. Yeah. And we don't know until the show starts. Uh, yeah, literally, we press, we press the button. The button we, we, do not, we do not know what we're going to talk about. And that is not negotiable. No. Because uh, it's less... You have time to think about stuff. It's less uh, natural, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, and instinctive. Yeah. And and for us, this show is about... Is, is, is letting that subconscious bubble up, as we were saying before about creative process, 
what it is that's important to you will rise to the top and it will come through whether you want it to or not but the key to do that is to just keep talking and eventually keep producing if you if you think you're not a very good writer or if you think you're a very not good artist just keep producing and you will get better and better and the things that you are interested in you will naturally gravitate yeah, yeah it will, you will gravitate towards them well there was a video like that if, before we finish yeah um I've seen a video of an artist that was a bit lost in what he was doing. He wasn't really inspired. He didn't really know what to draw anymore. And he had a friend of his that had a... Uh, and his friend had a wife. And both of them were artists in a lot of different categories. And, he, and he, that guy was thinking... He asked that guy, how do you do that? How do you keep being inspired in so many different ways, in so many different... Um, areas in music and like painting and like sculpting clay and everything and it was like well I, I because I've been doing this for 40 years of my life so it's always been there you're still a very young artist um, so because it was like about like 25 or 26 something like that and the guy he was talking to was a good 60 or something 50 or something 50 60 anyway um, so yeah and he was like uh, you, you what you need to do is for one year, you draw the exact same subject every day. Doesn't have to be a piece of art, doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Same subject every single day. You can do something else on the side, but every day you got to do the same subject. Okay, but what? And they were in a garden where there was a lot of um, ibises birds. So it went, an ibis. Ibis, ibis. Uh, yeah, well then. I don't know how big, to say Big that. long beak thing. Yeah. And so he went, every day, I'm going to draw an ibis. And he was like, I, I mean, it's not something that inspires me massively, an ibis. Yep, don't care. For a year, come back in a year. For a year, you do nothing but ibises every day. And so he started doing an ibis here, an ibis there. Every day, he would do his ibis. And at first he was very bland because he wasn't inspired by it. And then he gave the ibis a cactus. And then he gave him a skateboard. And then one day something political happened and he made him do a joke about the politics stuff that happened. And then he would keep on making them doing jokes and putting them in little situations and adding colour and spending more time on it and making them do silly things. And now we made a brand where it's nothing but ibises everywhere and he does his pieces of art where he makes ibises tell jokes. And in the end, the ibises weren't uh, important anymore. Yeah. And he realised that what he liked to do was making jokes. The ibises weren't important in the end. He just wanted to make the jokes. And he ended up like doing comics or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. So, but that's how he found his way. That's how he found what he actually liked to do. Yes, he was an artist and yes, he liked to draw. But in the end, what he actually liked to do was doing jokes. Yeah. And I would say that like this show, this is doing the show every day is helping us find out what it is that we think is important. We didn't know when we started this show how this was going to turn out. And this is the 30th episode, and I, I think it's, you know, it's getting better, personally. 
I know we're talking about the podcast in the podcast again, which I find a bit, bit self-referential, but I just think, I uh, would just want to use it as an example to creative people that the way to find your voice is just basically to keep practicing and don't worry about what it is you're writing about or drawing or yeah. making films about. It's basically quantity beats quality. It sounds like an at odd first, thing. At first. It and is quality at, will come after. Exactly. Once you find what you actually like doing and what you actually care about and what you actually want to draw, but you're not, you might not be aware of what you actually want to do. But in the back of your mind, it is there. You just need to dig and dig and dig deeper to find it. But I would say that the way to dig is to not dig. In the sense yeah, of... Yeah, you dig by taking one spoon, one teaspoon at a time, basically. Well, I, I think we're talking mixed It's very metaphorically. But basically what I mean is, by doing it, by doing something the, every single day... Yes. Little by little, you might not be aware of it, but you're digging yes. the way to the actual thing you care about. And if you try to dig deliberately, I think it's too forced and you might... I, I don't think it's going to... It you won't bubble dig, up. Yeah, you don't dig at the right place. Yeah, exactly. You try to dig. Exactly. So the best way is just to, just to switch your brain off and just get on with it. Mm. And then what's important to you will arise. You've just got to trust in the fact that it will happen. It might take a while. Um, yeah. But you just... The, the key there is to not set yourself a deadline that is any time soon. Yeah. Just go, I'm just, this is my new thing. I'm going to be doing this daily. And then in doing it daily, you will find what's important to you. And on that bombshell, I think we should wrap yeah. this one up. Um, uh, that was... Can I have a word? Uh, we are on uh, every podcast platform known to the universe. Uh, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on Anchor, we're on Amazon. Oh. If we're not on a platform, please let us know. Send us a comment or uh, yeah, a little heads up on one of our platforms. Do send us comments yes. and reviews. Please subscribe on any platform you're listening to. Yep. And you can reach us on... Facebook and Twitter at... Can I have a reply? And uh, if you want to be a guest, do please... Oh yeah, let us know. Come in contact. We... And yeah. talk to us. We would love to have you and we would love to debate with you. Absolutely. Uh, we like people who don't agree with us. Exactly. So if you don't agree with anything, then please... Uh, if you want to correct be us, be nice. No, we, yeah, yeah, I um, be mature. <laughs> and come to us and talk to us and say, "Hey, I'm not. I don't agree. Can I please be a guest so I tell, so I can tell you I don't agree?" Absolutely, and we would love that because I think the only way you really learn is by admitting that you're not right. Yeah. Um, I think this is if you can accept that you didn't know it already. Mm. that's the only way that you can acquire new knowledge. And, and I think learning end, is, 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 a, is the And in best. the end, we would learn from each other. Absolutely. Because, because you don't agree with us, you will tell us you will tell us your point of view and we'll tell us ours and we'll learn from each other. And even if we don't change the way we think about that thing, at least we have another way of thinking in mind yes. somewhere and it helps you have different type of uh, thinking about stuff I mean, this, in general this basically boils down to reflection that's yes. what we want to help we're getting do. carried on again we're I know. going again for another but podcast I, 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 I just wanted to end it by saying but yes it's very important to reflect on what you do mm. and reflect on what others do and mm. try to understand 
the the mindset that's got there. Don't just assume whatever opinion and thought you've got hasn't has just materialised from nothing. There is always a root. There is always some kind of source of these ideas, and it's good to work out where they've come from. And that's what this show's all about. Yeah. So anyway, so yes, please share with all your friends. Yes, we want everybody to listen to us because we're awesome. Let's face it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, thank you very much for listening. uh, And bye. bye!